0: what's up everybody this is joe langworthy here with my co-host thomas wolfel for another episode of tailgate talk a six column sports podcast this is episode 20 um mizzou is one and oh we we beat those yotes of south dakota on thursday night and uh you know want to know is all you can ask for am i right yes you're exactly right and episode
1: 20 it's the best episode of the year because we finally get to talk about football that happened on a field against another team
0: right yeah so can't can't beat that um you have on your uh two birds doing it shirt um you know there's a plan to put these on youtube so you guys might eventually see that um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, Thomas is wearing his old Kentucky shirt. Um, yep, that's your and that's your a... that's your yard work shirt, right?
1: You, Honestly, you yes. I just it. I just I just took a bunch of stuff to Goodwill. I should have thrown this shirt in there with it, but as I was telling <laughs> you before the podcast, I don't. You know, I haven't been given enough free shirts since I got those free shirts to get rid of <laughs> this free shirt. So uh, yeah, one of these bro. days it'll it'll get out of here once it's got enough holes to where I just you right. Know, um,
0: you know, don't have the excuse to wear it. Right, and and you'll be up here in Colombia in a couple of weeks, so you can uh, stock oh, your wardrobe yeah. a little more with some black gold when you're back. So, but yeah, so real football happened Thursday night. It was great to be back at Faro. Um, You know, atmosphere was was pretty great for an FCS opponent. You know, um, uh, I think stated crowd was a little over fifty thousand people. Um, my guess is it was a little less than that um but still a good crowd um i had four hot dogs so that was great i'm in the uh all-inclusive tiger deck so i get free hot dogs free soda and free popcorn so that sounds like a good breath. deal That's a pretty good deal i i only had four though um <laughs> they i lost, they might
1: have lost money on your
0: ticket i was expecting uh the hot dogs to be a little smaller than they were because, you know, they're free. I was like, they're going to give us little weenie hot dogs. No, nah, they're pretty, they pretty substantial hot dogs. So, you know, kudos you know, to the I athletic s- department, you know. I think
1: I saw, too, in the areas where you got to buy your food, they actually lowered prices. So I think they did. They did. You they did. Yeah, yeah, like
0: five bucks. That ain't too bad. My parents were bragging about $2 hot dogs. And I was like, <laughs> you poors have to buy your hot dogs. I <laughs> get them free? <laughs> <In> my sheets me. <laughs> Upper deck of the east yeah. side. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you, you you sent them a picture, and they asked how you got the free ride in the uh,
0: in the blimp, is what they <laughs> exactly. That's so, it. but yeah, it was great to be back at 4-0. um You know, just nothing nothing beats that. Um, I think the Thursday night before Labor Day, I think, is a great a great new tradition that I think the athletic Department's trying to push, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's helpful because you know one thing that I, d- I will note about the game is that. The student section was packed. That's, I don't know that's if you could tell that say. from TV. And... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. On on TV, it looked like
1: you know you said fifty whatever thousands. What they said, it looks like less than me, less to that uh, to me. But uh, it, you know, the student section showed up. I mean, you could right. see the three, the three or four sections or however many there were were packed. Um, so that's a positive, and that's something you don't get the Saturday or Labor Day weekend because everyone goes home. So I definitely think a Thursday right. night game is something we can get excited about, hopefully on a yearly basis now.
0: Right. And, you know, if it, if it does become a yearly tradition, it's going to be one of those things that everybody's just planned to take that Friday off of work, you know, and, and it can be great. You know, if you're from St. Louis, come to Columbia on your way down to the lake or, you know, there you whatever, go. but yeah, make it a make part a, of your make it, a, make it a tradition, make it a part of the Labor Day weekend for the state of Missouri, which I think is a, is a great thing. Um, But yeah, like you said, let's, let's talk about some real football. So um, FCS opponent, South Dakota. um, I think they're, they're went three and out the first possession. Mm -hmm. I think the game was really in question after about third play of the second series. Um, So, you know, Exactly what we expected. We were, we were going to win that game uh, and win it pretty, pretty easily without really sweating too much. Um, And that's what happened. So, you know, and I, I'm not aware of any injuries. So I think it went about as well as, you know, about as well as it could have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it went about as expected. Um, Like we
1: said, you're you're not going to figure out a whole lot about your team unless it's bad. I think. You know, there are a couple of different things we could probably talk about or will talk about um, that now are new question marks that we didn't have before before the game started. But right. I mean, in terms of, you know, you went into the game wanting at halftime to feel like it was over. And that's the feeling you had. Um, you know, you're sitting mm-hmm. there twenty eight three. We could have been sitting there thirty one to three. Had we not had a kicker miss a field goal in the first half? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it felt like it felt like the game was very much over. The defense had everything under control. There was no way they were scoring 28 points on us. So um, that's really what you're looking for in that first week. And like you said, we got out um, healthy, it seems, at least everything that I've read. Um, so that's a positive, uh, certainly, from the weekend.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, I think the big storyline that everybody wants to talk about is the quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do here is um, – and it's been talked about to death. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a five-minute timer on my phone here. Okay. okay. Five minutes. Started. That's all we're allowed to talk about quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> if we get done before then, you know, it's fine. But okay. we're not going to talk in any more than five minutes about this. So, Brady Cook obviously played the first half. Sam Horn played the second half. Um, I think you and I have talked about this off, off podcast a little bit. I think it's clear that um, drink knew who his starting quarterback was going to be before the game. Um, I think he knew that Brady cook was going to be the guy this season, barring injury uh, or barring his complete and utter collapse. I'm not that worked up about that. You know, I I think that uh, everything I'd seen and everything I'd read and everything Drink had been saying leading up to it, if you really thought about what he was saying, pretty clear Brady Cook was going to be the guy, um, at least in my opinion. And I don't know, maybe I was, you know, too much into things, but but what do you, what do you, what did you think of that was handled leading up to the game and then during the game?
1: well i mean um yeah i think i think obviously coach drinkwitz has always, has said all fall that it's a competition quarterback competition quarterback competition um and that's what he said in front of the media it all his, you know all of his different press conferences but then you'd read media reports that uh you know cook was getting every single snap with the number with the ones um mm-hmm. the team votes him a captain mm-hmm. right and you start to kind of put the information together and you just sit there and say, well, okay, it might be a quarterback competition in some regards. And that, you know, the same way that, um, you know, uh, Tom Brady had to show up, not that Brady cooks Tom Brady, but Tom Brady yeah. was in a competition with his backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you Brian say that Hoyer had run. come
0: out and just been right. the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. Hoyer would have played over Tom Brady. Right. And, yeah, and, and
1: obviously, look, Brady Cook has issues, has challenges that we're going to probably see as the year goes along. I think there are holes in his game. He's not Tom Brady, and that's why uh, there was a quote-unquote competition to begin with. But when you just looked at the tea leaves, uh, it was kind of difficult to believe there was a real competition given um, who was getting all the snaps in practice. And if he's voted a team captain second year in a row, then obviously there's a, um, a trust within the locker room that he's, he's going to show up and put his work in and um that he's out right. there for everybody else so um not a surprise uh, you know it was a little bit surprising that he played the whole first half before horn got in I think um you know same horn definitely uh did not get the better of the two opportunities just in that like we said it was over at halftime everybody on the mm-hmm. team knew it was over at halftime um you could see very early on in his you know I think his first two snaps from Tolleson were the two only two bad snaps I saw from Tolleson which you know, our pregame, uh, podcast. I said, that's one thing I'm going to be looking for. He snapped the ball very well, much better than last year. Um, but the two bad snaps were the horn, which tells me, and it was the very first two snaps to horn, which tells me the cadence was off. Yeah. The cadence was off because he's not used to snapping the ball to him, which tells me Mm -hmm. horn's been with the twos all, all, all camp. So, um, not a terrible surprise. I know fans want to see more out of cook. Um, but, I mean, look, we won six games last year with him. We had a really abysmal offensive line, missed a field goal to beat Auburn. Um, so this is, you know, this is a team that can, I think, can still win enough games to get people excited. We just got to give give everybody a chance. And right getting after Brady Cook um, and, and even getting after the coach for, for putting Brady Cook out there after he puts up 28 points, scores in all but, I guess, all but two possessions, one of those being a missed field goal. Uh, that's not the time to do it. If he would have right. gone out there and couldn't put up points, then yeah. Okay. Let's have that conversation. But you've also got to be realistic about the situation. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, he, I'm sure he w- wish he could have had a couple passes back, but I mean, for the most part, he looked good. It looked like he
0: should. So that those right. are my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. So um, you only left me like 20 seconds, but um, we'll hit pause. I, I, th- <laughs> I do think that, um, one, I think the thing we heard about Sam Horn last year was um, that, you know, he was enjoying college life. He wasn't necessarily – and who knows if this is true. I don't want to disparage the kid, but um, he wasn't maybe um, – okay, well, that's our time, but I'm going to keep going. It's Give our podcast. We can, do, we can I'll, do what we yeah. want. <laughs> um, but, you know, Sam Horn maybe wasn't doing the things that he needed to do to um, be the starting quarterback, you know, wasn't putting in the work necessary, not to say that he was, I I, I don't think I've heard anything that he was lazy. He just, you know, wasn't putting in the extra work. He wasn't, you know, doing those sorts of things, which is to be expected of a true freshman who's on his own for the first time. Right. And I think that the competition might've been drinks way of saying, okay, you have a shot. You just got to do what you need to do and keep him engaged, which I think is, is important. But, you know, again, we heard reports. I think it was Gabe DeArmond said a couple weeks ago that if the wide receivers had a vote, they'd pick Cook. Um, and, you know, the end all be all, the coaches still need to make that decision, but that's an important factor that obviously the wide receivers like him. You know, I think I sent you the the highlight video of Cook's touchdown run. First person that runs over to him after the touchdown run is Luther Burden and they do their little handshake and, you know, Luther Burden is the best player on our offense. Mm -hmm. If he wants Brady Cook as his quarterback, that has to be factored in, you know, and so I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. I think, I think this weird personal vendetta against Cook in the Missouri fan base is a little weird. Um, If you don't like, how the, our offense runs with cook quarterback cook as a person right size play calling do that that's fine if you want to say everything's behind the line of scrimmage and that's not going to work we can have that discussion and i think it's valid i think there are things that you know that's not going to work against a lot of teams um so we can talk about that but this weird anti-cook segment of the fan base is kind of off-putting to me like I just I I, I can't even engage with people like that because it's like I I want the guy that takes the snaps to be successful I don't care if it's Brady Cook or Sam Horn I want whoever it is to be successful and I think that's how our fan base should react and so I'm not I'm not right down on this season because Cook is our starter versus Sam Horn Um, and I want Sam Horn to stay engaged because Cook hurts his throwing shoulder again. Put Sam Horn in there, right? Let's not have to go with an injured quarterback for the second or third year in a row. Um, you know, let's have a backup that can actually play. And so that's you know, that's Horn. So yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. And just two two more quick things, just uh, just to build off kind of what you said. One is. You know, like you said, the players, the quarterback's got to be the hardest working person, the hardest working player on the team. And it's clear based on all conversations we've heard from coaches and also players, like you said, that Brady Cook is that guy. And and we've kind of heard rumblings that maybe Sam Horn could be spending more time in the, you know, in the the office, so to speak, trying to get better. Um, The other thing is, is look, Brady Cook grew up a Mizzou fan. He loves Mizzou. He's going to do everything he can to help mizzou win all the fans out there who are crushing him for his you know shortcomings as a player okay let's we can talk about those as a player but i mean just imagine you're showing up to the tailgate with your five-year-old kid who wants to be mizzou's quarterback that Mm -hmm. is brady cook right Mm -hmm. and so okay that's fine if he has it if he has challenges he's not able to you know get the job done we can talk about maybe why but like you said it should not be personal. And once the ball's snapped, he's our guy. So that's just who right. you've got to get behind and be excited about, or at right. least, you know, cheer on. So, um, you know, we'll see. I think he can be good enough to win us games, and I think that's
0: what really matters. That's all that, that's all that matters, yeah. Yeah, um, not even really about the quarterback thing, but just kind of you, what you said reminded me of it. How cool must it be for Brady Cook, oh. who grew up a Mizzou fan, To wake up Friday morning, turn on SEC Network, and Chase Daniel is on there talking about him. This is, you know, Brady Cook probably, you know, I was trying to do the math right before the podcast, was probably five, six years old when Chase Daniel was Mizzou's quarterback. I can't even imagine that thought process of like this guy who is my hero talking about me on an ESPN network like that. That's just, he's living the dream and that's awesome. And I'm, I'm stoked for, for him just because, you know, he, like you said, grew up a Mizzou fan. Um, you know, he's, he's St. Louis, St. Louis guy, uh, you know, sponsored by emos now, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, him and Luther doing EMOS commercials together is just, is great. But yeah, really, really cool. Um, When I saw that segment that Chase did talking about him, I thought, yeah, that that's every Mizzou fans, you know, that was a kid when Chase Daniel was, was playing. That's That's uh, what they wanted to be when they grew up. Exactly. So that's, that's just really cool. Um, But yeah, let's talk about everybody else. Let's, um, um, we kind of mentioned offensive line, you know, Tolleson, uh, I thought played pretty well. Um, like you said, I the only two bad snaps I remember are the first two that he snapped to Horn. Um, and so I'm sure that that was just a difference in the cadence between Cook and Horn. Um, so not even – not concerned about those bad snaps at all. It's just, you know, whatever. It, it happens. Right. Um, thought the offensive line blocked pretty well. Uh, I mean, run game was pretty significantly uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: could basically do whatever we wanted in the run game. Obviously, you know, it is an FCS opponent, but um, you know did did whatever we wanted. My concern there though, is that there were still some some penalties and and correctable penalties, you know some some uh, ball starts and some uh, mm-hmm. some holds that I didn't think were really necessary. What did you what did you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean,
1: you know, one thing that we thought we were going to be able to get out of this game was to try to figure out, you know, if there's been any improvement at all in the offensive line. And kind of the three criteria for that were, one, is Connor Tolleson improved in how he snaps the ball. I mean, last year, it didn't matter who we were playing, whether it was New Mexico State or Georgia, there were lobs back to the quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um
1: we didn't see that, like you said, with the exception of the two to Horn, which again, I, I think you got to give him a pass for just given it. It sounds like the, those might have been two of the first snaps back to uh, Sam Horn almost all fall. Um, everything else looked good for from him in that perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, I mean, again, you go back to was it New Mexico State, and I, I don't even know the directional Texas school we played last year. I mean, there were total lapses in blocking. Um, yeah, for Brady Cook at times. And I'm not talking like oh, once a game. I'm talking three or four times a game. You'd see that from the offensive line. Um, we didn't see that. Uh, you know, I think maybe they sacked Brady Cook once and I think Horn once. Um, maybe due to, you know, the ball being held on to a little bit too long. Um, but I think they were much better in that regard. Now, again, mm-hmm. it's an FCS school, so I don't think you can say, hey, we're improved, but I think we can say, hey, we're not bad at that yet you know we haven't learned that we're bad at it we haven't learned that we're good at it but we haven't learned that we're bad at it um so I think two of the three got got kind of checked off in terms of things we were kind of looking for the third that I think is still a big question mark like you said are the flags I think we had two false start penalties um we had two holding calls one on Foster one on um oh uh the backup right tackle I think came in and had a hold Johnson Uh, yep Yet Marcellus Johnson had a, a hold, so I think that's a big question mark. And, um, you know, with the offense, at least the way it's looking at this point, is we're going to have to have sustained drives, and you're not going to be able to do that with with um, false starts. The two things that kill those are sacks and fault, or and you know, flags and penalties, and yeah. and penalties, and so yeah, the penalties. So I think hopefully. I, we see continue to see an improvement in the blocking piece. Um, but really the, the thing that we're going to be looking for, at least I'll be looking for next week, um, not to get too much away or, or whether or not we can get the flags corrected um, across the offensive line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's concerning the flags are concerning, but overall, we Overall improvement. Overall is improved because there wasn't negatives.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Yep. But Against those again, teams, we can't year. really say. Hundred percent going to be better. Right. Of the opponent, but encouraging nonetheless. I think encouraging, and I think I'm
1: fairly confident at this point in saying we're not going to be worse, and that's <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's important too. Right. Um, right.
0: But yeah, we'll yeah. find
1: out more next week.
0: Yeah. So um so we're we're still talking about the offense who would you say is your offensive player of the game
1: i'm gonna go cody schrader
0: um he had
1: 130 plus yards i think rushing I, last year we had two games with i think um we had two games with a running back over 100 yards and he looked very good a lot of that has to do with the offensive line finally not allowing our running backs to get hit in the backfield. Um, but Cody Schrader, I thought, looked really good. He caught the ball out of the backfield a number of different times, which I think is going to be a larger part of the offense. So I'm going
0: to give yeah.
1: the offensive player the game, uh, you know, the game ball, so to speak, to go Schrader. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so, I I mean, I thought Schrader looked great. Um, I did note that, you know, uh, both, both the backs, both Pete and Schrader, had a couple catches. So I think that that mm-hmm. is, like you said, is gonna be a part of the the plan going forward. and i I do like that. Uh, I'll go ahead and give it to Luther Burton just because um I think he had a really good game. I think um, I, that catch that he had where his helmet got knocked off was great. Um, he had the the touchdown, um, which was technically a touchdown catch more of a touchdown run because again, he was mm-hmm. behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. but really like that play design for him really like getting the ball to him with blockers in front of him. Um, you know, I think that, yes, it's South Dakota, but I think that that's the kind of play that he can make against a lot of teams um, if it's set up well. And so um, was really excited to see that and really excited to see him, um, you know, making plays consistently uh didn't you know i was a little concerned last year about the drops and i didn't see any mm-hmm. of those this year or this game nope. so uh um, and he was vulnerable a couple different times mm-hmm. when he caught the ball too so that's mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. and so and held on to it and um you know popped back up and it was it was just encouraging to see and um Almost had 100 yards. Uh, our buddy Nate at one point texted us and said he had 165 yards. And I think both of us were kind of like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was doing the math. I was like, how, how in the heck does he have 165 yards in the third quarter? <laughs> turned to the guy I sit with and I said, 165 yards. And we both were kind of like, sound right. But um, finished with almost 100 yards uh, receiving. I think he had another rush. But I, I think he only had like two or three yards on that one. But um, you know, productive game for him. Uh, I do. I do think Schrader was the other one I was thinking too. Um, and so, you know, good that there's a couple guys I could have picked. But I'll go with Burden just to just to be different. Um, and I do think that uh, I, I think that that he's going to have a big year. Um, I think both of them are. Schrader, the one thing I said a couple times was, I just wish he was just a little, a little bit faster. Yeah, if he, he was had that, quicker. he had that one long run where, if he was just a just a step or two faster, he had the angle to beat that guy, and would have had a touchdown, and it would have been you know like what a sixty-five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but he yeah, had you a
1: forty-something yard run.
0: Yeah, and so, um, but I I do think that. It's nice to have a back that doesn't shy away from contact. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, um, get us some tough yards. So, um, how about offensive play of the game? One that you remember <laughs> well. You want to pick? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to. And uh, Eli Hoff, who I think is going to probably do a lot more work now that um, Dave Matter is no longer with STL today, he had a really, really good article. Um, and it's two different plays, I guess, but it's kind of the same play. And I think it kind of alludes a lot to why Brady Cook's going to be the quarterback probably moving forward. And, um, it, you know, there was a play, but both times and, you know, we were within 30 yards of the end zone and, um, I think the play, they looked left to Theo Weiss and you've got to make a read on that. And he's not open. You look to the middle of the field to, uh, and I forget who the receivers were, but they were two different receivers, basically running very similar routes to the middle of the field. And Brady Cook moves off of Weiss, throws it to the middle of the field. It's caught for a touchdown. Um, I think that was to Makai Miller. And mm-hmm. then uh, and then uh, Horn looked to the left. Uh, Weiss was covered. And instead of moving off of of that read and moving to the next, he tries pinning it in. I think it was actually a great one-handed catch by Weiss, but he was out of bounds. Uh just because yeah. there was there was nowhere to catch it. And if you read the article, um that was something very specific that uh you know Eli Drinkwitz pointed to and said it's just kind of a um a sign that, you know, maybe one quarterback's running through his reads a little better than the other. So I think, you know, our offensively there were no massive plays, but I think that um that's kind of a microcosm of the quarterback competition at this point. And so I think it's important to point it out and I'm going to use it as my offensive plays of the game, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that touchdown throw to Makai Miller was going to be one of, one of the ones I was going to talk about too. I think, um, you know, he very, if you watch the replay, he very clearly does go through his reads, which Mm -hmm. was a, an issue that people brought up last year quite a bit. And he definitely looks off the safety um on on the weiss route on the left side and then moves over to miller and and hits him um pretty pretty well on that throw and um you know yeah there are concerns about his downfield accuracy but you know that was it was good enough there so uh you know scored touchdown great play Uh, i'll go with his uh his running touchdown um the move he put on that safety (laughs) was pretty was pretty good um you know, I don't, I don't think that he's gonna make be able to make that move on Georgia's safeties. No. But <laughs> uh, he'll but get knocked in pro- the next week <laughs> against the Georgia nice. safety doing that. But yeah, um, and uh, you know, we didn't do a lot of designed runs for him, um, and I think a lot of that is because we didn't need to. There's no mm-hmm. sense in in doing that and putting him at risk in a game like this, but um you know it's just nice to see that he still he still has it um and you know i'm i'm excited to see if they continue to use his uh, his legs as a weapon so yeah we'll go we'll go brady cook's touchdown run for my play of the offensive play of the game but there you go um, you want to let's let's talk let's about the defense the absolutely you know i think that um wasn't a whole lot of exciting parts of the defensive game, but I think that that's good in a game like this. You know, you just mm-hmm. keep it solid and and you know don't let them score a whole lot of points and move on. Yeah, you know, stay healthy. Yeah. And um, but what what stood out to you about the defense? Anything? I mean, I don't know how. I mean, the the front six
1: pretty much dominated. I don't think you saw much from the secondary. You didn't have to see much from the secondary. Um, you know, I think. You Know the one thing I would have wished we would have seen is a little bit more in terms of uh Marquise Gracial and uh, uh Marshall, the basically the third string defensive tackles, just because I think that's a game you can get them into. And uh, and when you think about getting guys prepared for future years, that would have been the perfect time to do it. But I mean, I thought the defense looked very good, they were injured, we were missing a linebacker and a starting safety. But um, you know, I thought you know, the team looked the defense looked. As expected, as advertised, um, that's a game where you're not going to learn a whole bunch about them, but uh, they did what they were supposed to do. So, you know, we could probably go straight to defensive player of the game, and I'm guessing we might have the same guy, so I'll let you take
0: it from here. I think I think we might have the same defensive player of the game, and I think we might have the same defensive play of the game. Um, I'm going to say that Johnny Walker was my defensive player of the game, um, because I think partially because defensive end was such a question mark um, and Walker just came in and and looked looked real good so um I I don't I haven't seen what he ended up with in terms of uh he had a sack right six tackles I think they gave him credit for a half of a sack
1: um he was all over the field I mean yeah and he's he, he's he's put on weight and not bad weight he looks he looks. He has NFL size. I don't know if he'll be an NFL defensive end, but he has NFL size. I mean, yeah. he he looked the part.
0: Yeah, and he had – there was one move where I – or one play where I turned to the guy I, I sit with and I said, you know, that was a really good he, – he really got under the offensive lineman and had that like under like mm-hmm. strong move where he kind of held the offensive lineman off of him and, and dipped his shoulder and got under him to get to the quarterback. I don't know if that was the sack or if it was – just a hurry, but it was like, okay. Like, that's not something we saw until late in the year from any of the defensive ends last year. So, right, um, you know, it was just – it was encouraging to see. And then Darius Robinson, obviously, at the other DN position, just – he looked like a monster at times. Mm-hmm. There was the one where he, he tackled the running back and then they were kind of jawing at each other and they showed it on the big screen. And Darius Robinson's just looking down at him. just kind of like <laughs> – <she's kinda like, laughs> Little <laughs> yeah. boy, kind of thing, yeah, it was yeah,
1: oh, yeah, man. there was like, there there early in the game we had it, I think the the uh, or the defensive line was Johnny Walker and then Robinson on the other side, and then you had uh, Christian Williams, who I thought had a great game. And I want to say landry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and I, Katie, my wife turns me and she says, our guys are really big. (laughs) And, you know, obviously that's hardly, that's hardly a great insight, but I, I mean, I really do think it was noticeable, just the size of the players we have. That's something we haven't had, you know, when drink showed up on campus, that was not the case. So um, that's SEC size on the defensive line this year, for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one game and it's an FCS opponent, but my question mark at D end is shrinking a lot. Um mm-hmm. so you it's know, depth, not, it's not depth
1: as, re- depth depth related, not starter related, which I think is a change, a positive change. But um right. Kind of the question mark there.
0: What do you what was your play of the game? Definitely. So my play of the game is gonna be Marvin Burke's uh true freshman safety from St. Louis, yeah. just just blowing up off the edge on that blitz and just blowing up the quarterback. Um it was a you know, a very well timed blitz, uh both Blitz Call and his part you know they the offensive line had no idea it was coming um there was no slide to his side um and he just came flying in there and it was great play um I thought you know um I, I like Blake Baker's blitz calls and um he Marvin Burks looks like he's gonna be good at those so yeah I'm excited to see him get more time um I think it was probably a pretty cool for him as a true freshman in his first game to have such a I mean I'm not going to say it was an impact play because um, you know we were up and we weren't going to lose that game at that point but they were starting to move the ball a little bit at that point and he that play really kind of killed any sort of offensive momentum they had Um, you know they I think that was in the midst of one of their right after they down the next drive I think or somewhere in that Mm -hmm. that range and so it kind of again kind of killed their confidence killed their momentum and the defense didn't really give up anything after that right yeah and
1: I think it was kind of funny drink after the game Drinkwitz made a comment that well he should have tried to you know go for the strip sack which is just funny (laughs) because every coach always has a critique um as they should and you know they're trying to keep the kids grounded but I mean, he came off the edge. He, he had looked decent before that. He'd been he'd played a little bit, but I mean, you saw that and uh that's NFL size and that's NFL speed, which um that does not grow on trees. I mean, he's a big right. big big safety, six foot, especially plus, for eighteen plus year old pounds, kids. Yeah. Eighteen year old and can fly. So right. Uh, he's somebody to get excited about. I think he'll it sounds like he'll probably be still a backup, at least for big chunks of the year. Um but I don't think they're going to have any issue putting him in uh, in certain situations. So, um, right. Definitely the play defensive play of the game in my book too.
0: Right. So we agree on those for sure. Yeah. Um, Any, any other thoughts on the game? Yeah. I I think there's an elephant
1: in the room we got to talk about and that's kicker. Gosh, I I don't want to
0: talk about that elephant. (laughs) <laughs> that's
1: the one the question mark we didn't get that was me now we do <laughs> shouldn't call him an
0: elephant he's losing weight yeah,
1: he's trying um but yeah i mean you know last year in the middle of the season auburn he obviously i mean really was almost the reason we lost that game really he had a 35 yard field goal to win it and missed um i think the game after that or maybe there was another game missing two field goals um but then at the end of the year he finished really strong and he thought okay that's behind him um i mean he shanked he shanked an extra point we got lucky that they had they were off sides but um he got to re-kick it but he shanked an extra point missed a 48 yarder and missed a 35 yarder that's something that i mean yeah at that level you you've got to make those i mean especially the 35 yarder extra point i mean those have got to be gimmies, almost chip shots and uh i got to be honest with you if k-state rolls around and we're down by a, a point and have a 35 yard field goal. I'm not gonna Be feel good re- about that real nervous through yeah. the uprights. So yeah. um I think that's a big question mark. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it other than it is a question mark because I don't think you've got any other real options. Um but he's he's gonna have to get his act together. He once two years ago you'd have thought he was destined for the NFL, but if you're missing those, you're you got
0: another thing coming. Right. Yeah, I mean we don't you say we don't have any other options, but the kid that the true freshman that we brought in was the number two ranked kicker in the country, so, you know, maybe I
1: guess, okay, okay, you're right. There's always another option, but we don't have any option that I that we've seen that can do it. And yeah, I was. They saying, keep throwing Nevis out be, there.
0: He might not be better, right. but um, you know, we we do have the the heir apparent is already on the team and is here. So um, I will he say does, this. If Mavis get fifty yard field goals in high school, so yeah, Mavis, If Meavis misses
1: one early and uh, against Middle Tennessee State, I would give that kid a shot because you got to figure out something. You can't keep missing, You can't mm-hmm. keep uh, giving up points like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And you got to get him. Uh, yeah, you got to get him some game kicks before it it matters if that's what you're gonna do. Because right, I don't want to get to the point where we're having to pull kids out of the stands to kick field goals. You know, you got that right. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you know, like we said, won the game. That's really all that matters. Everybody's healthy. Uh, we'll be back in uh, a couple days with a with a preview of Middle Tennessee. They're playing Alabama tonight. Um, so I think both of us are planning on at least catching a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I think Corso, Corso just picked North Carolina to beat South Carolina on game day. Um, so. Gonna be a good, good, fun day of watching college football. Um, you know, I think we're literally wrapping this up, and I think the game, the the first game, yes. is going to come on as yeah. we're as we're yeah. clicking and, then,
1: and yep, record. Yep.
0: So, yep. And as the season goes along, uh,
1: for those listening, we will have recaps of other games at the very end of this podcast, so um, you'll be able to tune in and learn about Mizzou, but also about uh, the other major games in college football. So, uh, really excited about the year.
0: All right, quick, quick picks. South Carolina, North Carolina? South Carolina. TCU,
1: Colorado? TCU. Who's LSU playing? Florida State. I'm Florida State. They got Florida State. I'm going to say Florida State.
0: All right. What do you think? I, I, I'll say North Carolina, TCU, and LSU. Okay. All right. So, so two uh, or three, or we'll figure out who's smarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. I can tell you that, the All right, low, thanks. but it's not me. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody.